Hey guys, today I'm going to be telling you about the case of Michelle Martinko. Michelle Martinko was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and was the younger of two daughters of Albert Martinko and Janet Martinko. She was known as a talented performer by school officials at the Cedar Rapids Kennedy High, and she was on the twirling squad and performed in choirs and theater productions. On the evening of December 19, 1979, Martinko had attended a banquet for the Kennedy Concert Choir at the Sheraton Inn in Cedar Rapids. After the event was over, she wanted to go on a shopping trip to the new Westdale Mall. She invited a friend, but her friend declined, so Martinko went alone to look for a new winter coat. Martinko also worked at this mall, and while she was there shopping, she spoke with friends and other people she knew that worked there. The last known time that she was seen was between 8 and 9 p.m., just outside of a jewelry store. Once 2 a.m. rolled around, her father began to worry and called the police to report her missing, as it was unusual for Michelle not to be home by now. Michelle's father and the police began to search for her, and at 4 a.m., the police spotted Martinko's family's vehicle in the northeast corner of the mall parking lot by J.C. Penney's. Martinko was found inside of the car, collapsed over the passenger seat, and stabbed to death. Martinko had been stabbed a total of 29 times to her face, neck, and chest. Her hands also had defensive wounds on them. Medical examiners claimed that she had been killed while in the car between 8 and 10 p.m. Based on the fact that the killer left no fingerprints, the police were led to believe that the killer wore gloves. Martinko also still had cash in her purse when she was found, so the police concluded that it had not been a robbery. She was fully dressed, and the medical examiner determined that she had not been sexually assaulted. The killing was considered to be of personal nature based on the number and location of the stab wounds. Within the week after Martinko's murder, there were more than 200 people that responded with tips. Police interviewed numerous people and several suspects were cleared of suspicion through the use of a polygraph. On June 19, 1980, police released a composite sketch of a man believed to have killed Martinko based on information given from two witnesses. They described a white man in his late to early 20s, around 6 feet tall and weighing 165 to 170 pounds, with brown eyes and curly hair. Police interviewed hundreds of people, and as the investigation dwindled, the, they offered a $10,000 reward for information that would lead the police to the killer. The case eventually grew cold, and in the mid-1980s, Martinko's father filed a lawsuit against the owners of the Westdale Mall and claimed they did not have reasonable security the night of the murder. The case was appealed and decided by the Iowa Supreme Court in favor of the mall owners. Martinko's parents ended up passing away, her father in 1995 and her mother in 1998. Several years later, in 2006, 27 years after Martinko's murder, a new cold case investigator that worked for the Cedar Rapids Police Department received a tip connected to the case. Unfortunately, the tip itself didn't lead to any suspects, but while reviewing the tip, the investigators discovered what he believed to be the killer's blood. There was blood scrapings on the gear shift and a blood stain on the back of Martinko's dress. Police were able to build a partial DNA profile 
and the results were entered into the Combined DNA Index System, also known as the National DNA Database. But still no matches were found. More than 60 people were tested and cleared of suspicion from the case. In 2017, a company that specializes in DNA phenotyping was hired to create additional images of the killer based on DNA clues about facial appearance and ancestry. The images looked considerably different from the original sketch from the beginning of the investigation. This sketch showed a man with blonde hair and blue eyes. The company also produced approximations of how the man would have aged in years after the crime, and these images were shared during a press conference. A former classmate of Martinko claimed that the face looked like another one of their classmates, but that classmate had already been cleared in years prior. More than 100 tips were given to the police following the release of the new images, but these tips still led nowhere. In 2018, the DNA phenotyping company took the data they had collected the year prior and entered it into the GED match. The GED match is a public genealogy website that has been used by law enforcement to solve other cold cases like the Golden State Killer. The GED match returned one person who shared the DNA markers with the suspect in Martinko's murder and it determined her to be likely the killer's second cousin once removed. The company created a family tree starting with four sets of the woman's great-great-grandparents and reported that the killer was most likely descended from one of these couples. An investigator with the Cedar Rapids Police Department contacted the DNA testing members of the two branches of the family tree and eliminated those branches as containing the killer. He then contacted a member of the third branch, and DNA tests confirmed that they were first cousins with the killer, and that narrowed the suspects down to three brothers who had grown up in Manchester, Iowa. The brothers were then placed under surveillance, and investigators began to attempt to collect their DNA secretly. On October 29, 2018, one of the brothers, Jerry Lynn Burns, was observed by an investigator drinking multiple sodas from a plastic straw. When Burns threw the straw away, the investigator gathered it to collect the DNA and test it. So the DNA matched the blood found on Martinko's clothing from the night of the murder. On December 19, 2018, investigators went to Burns' business in Manchester, Iowa to interview him. He refused to provide a sample of DNA, but was compelled to do so with a search warrant. He was also examined for scars from the attack. Burns insisted that he did not know Martinko and was not there the night of the attack. When questioned why his DNA was present at the crime scene, he was not able to provide an explanation. According to investigators, Burns showed almost no emotion during the interview, even when he was eventually told that he was being arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Burns entered a plea of not guilty His trial was originally scheduled for October 14, 2019, but in September, the defense requested a delay in order to gather more evidence and interview witnesses. The defense also requested that the trial be moved out of Lynn County based on the amount of attention the case had received over the past four decades. The prosecutors approved both requests, and the trial was rescheduled for February 10, 2020 in Scott County. 
In pretrial hearings, Burns' attorneys claimed that police needed a search warrant to gather his DNA from the discarded straw. But the judge determined that the discarded property couldn't reasonably be considered private. After two days of jury selection, the murder trial began on February 12, 2020. The prosecution emphasized the unlikelihood of the DNA evidence matching someone other than the person who left it at the crime scene. The prosecutors also played a video of Burns' interview in which he denied being at the crime scene the night of Martinko's murder and could not explain how his DNA was found at the scene. But later in the recording, Burns also questioned whether he could have blocked out the memory of committing the crime. On February 20, 24, 2020, after almost two weeks of testimony, the jury found Jerry Lynn Burns guilty of first-degree murder of Michelle Martinko after just short of three hours of deliberation. Iowa law mandates a, a life sentence without possibility of parole for first-degree murder. On August 7, 2020, Burns was sentenced to life in prison without parole and is, is currently at Anamosa State Penitentiary. After four decades, the hard work from Michelle's family, police and investigators, and prosecutors have brought justice to Burns for the murder of Michelle Martinko.